Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of After Dark with Rob and Andrew on the America Out Loud platform, which can now be found online under AmericaOutloud.news. Yep, we've switched things up a little bit, but you will still get the same great content that you're used to. And we also have the AmericaOutloud.shop if you want to go there and buy merch. Hey, always coming up with new things just for our listeners. Tonight, I want to talk about Hunter Biden. I know that everyone is talking about the third indictment of Trump and him being booked in D.C., corrupt D.C., of all places, thanks to Jack Smith, actually thanks to the weaponization of our justice system by meritless Garland. I want to talk about that, but I, I, I want to focus on Hunter Biden. And I'll talk about the whole third indictment on another show, because there's so much that we've got to cover, and it's still unfolding. And this judge that's going to be over this trial, Tanya Chutkin, who's a black woman, who has heard a lot of the cases, or she set or presided over the cases of the Jan 6 defendants. Some of them have been in jail for quite some time just like thrown away, people have forgotten all about them as if though this is a third world country. And she's known as being a very harsh judge. She's the one who said that Trump could not exercise executive privilege and that he had to turn over certain documents on Jan 6 over to these corrupt prosecutors. So I know that a lot of you are you know, looking at her and wondering where this case is going to go. I'm wondering the same thing. I think that she should recuse herself. But what I find interesting, that when you really look at this, you look at the lay of the land, and you look at some of the players involved in this whole persecution of Trump, a lot of the folks at the top happen to be Black. And I mean, I don't mean to draw any parallels here, but it, it just makes you wonder. You step back, you look at Alvin Bragg in New York City. He indicted Trump. Letitia James, she's trying to do the same thing. And then you look at Fannie Willis in Atlanta, Georgia, who wants to indict Trump and say that he tried to overthrow the election. I know that Jack Smith is white, but the judge who's going to hear this case happens to be black and is in D.C. D.C. is predominantly black and all of D.C. is Democrat. But what I was trying to say is that when you look at the lay of land, the lay of the land, you look at all these people who are at the top that can make decisions. A lot of them are Black. You look at the Black mayors in New York City and Sacramento, uh, Los Angeles, New Orleans, Chicago. You have a lot of Black people in key positions. And I'll say this and I'll move on. And they're failing us. They're failing the Black community. And this all started with Barack Obama, who held the highest office in the land, and he failed Black people. Now, Black people know it. They won't admit it. They'll dance around it, and they'll say, oh, but he was the first Black president. But what significant did he do for Black people? What did he do? Nothing. Black men were still going to jail. 
just it makes you wonder. I'm, that's all I'm saying. It makes you wonder. And now you have this black judge in California, Tanya Chutkin, who is apparently trying to defend the nation against people who she claimed tried to overthrow the government on Jan 6. But she said nothing about those black rioters doing Black Lives Matter. Well, actually, she said that they were protesting the death of a black man. Oh, really? Well, why aren't they protesting the death of black people that are being killed daily in Chicago and in Detroit and in New Orleans and in New York City and a lot of our other cities? Black people are breaking the law. They're out of control. Why isn't she saying anything about that? No, some would look at this and say, oh, well, they're trying to make up for the sins of the past that white people did to them. Makes absolutely no sense. Because if we're saying we're trying to move forward, why are you guys trying to take us back with retribution? And if you're trying to do retribution, what's going to happen when these incompetent black people are kicked out of office? What's going to happen then? So while she's trying to sit up there on her throne and deliver judgment, because she feels that, oh, there was a wrong that took place on Jan 6, and they look what they tried, they do, look what they tried to do to our nation capital. Our nation capital, that when Trump was in office, a lot of Black Lives Matter came and tried to tear into the Capitol, into the White House. And had that happened, you would have saw black, black bodies on the lawn of the White House. So what is she trying to do? What is she trying to prove? She's incompetent. She was appointed by Barack Obama. That's all I'll say. Because I've got to, I'm going to cover that on another show because there's a lot I want to say. But as far as I'm concerned, these people who are in power, to whom much is given, much is expected, you have failed the black community. You have failed us because you're doing the exact same thing that your contemporaries, white liberal contemporaries, would do to black people to punish us and hold us back. So now you're doing the same thing and you're trying to justify it. Shame on you. It makes no sense. But let me move on with what I want to talk about tonight. Hunter Biden. We know that his business partner, Devin Archer, recently testified behind closed doors before the House Oversight Committee. I don't know why they had to do it behind closed doors. Why can't the American people, why wouldn't they allow the American people to hear what he had to say? I mean, what's the big secrecy? I, I mean, I don't get it, because once you go behind closed doors, which was the case, you have people coming out spinning different stories. Remember Dan Goldman, who was one of the impeachment associate lawyers when they were trying to impeach Trump? Was it the first time or the second time? I can't even keep up with it. They're constantly trying to impeach the guy because they don't want him to make America great again. They, want, they don't want him to – well, they're not trying to impeach him again. They're trying to put him in jail now. But when they were trying to impeach him – was because they didn't want him to make America great again, and they hated it. And if anybody, you would think that black people would want America to be made great so that they can benefit. But Democrats have told them, no, do things our way. We're going to help you. And Democrats haven't helped black people in the past 60 years. We're still where we were, the starting point. And they still keep telling us to vote for them. But you know who they have helped? They've helped white men like Hunter Biden give them white privilege. So that's what I want to talk about. Going back to Devin Archer, Hunter Biden's business partner. I know that I'm seems as if though I'm just like going all over, but I'm going to tie this all in. But there's just so much to talk about. I mean, we are living in an extraordinary times whereby our justice system 
has become weaponized against the American citizens, against the people who vote for them, the people who pay taxes. They're coming after us, whereas people like Joe Biden and his corrupt drug, drug addict son, they're getting away with murder. Business deals with China, with Ukraine, millions of dollars. I would say again to black men, have you ever gotten a deal like Hunter Biden or the deal that he tried to get away with last week when he tried his he and his attorneys went in colluding with the prosecutor's attorney to try to get all his charges dropped to a misdemeanor? Although he should have been found guilty of having a gun, being a convicted felon. I keep saying this over and over again, black people, you need to look at this. You need to wake up because you're being played. You voted for Joe Biden, a man who said if you don't vote for him, you're black, a man who back in the 80s created these oppressive laws to lock up black people, a man who in the 80s said that he didn't want his kids going to school with black people. You're going to vote for him? Then you're going to tell me that Trump is a racist? Oh, why? Well, because the liberal media, media told you he's a racist. But if you go back and you listen to rap music from the 80s and the 90s, and even the 2000s, they were saying, I want to be like Trump. Kick the beat. Let's roll like Trump. He's a millionaire. He can do this right here. He's a billionaire. But now all at once, he's a white supremacist. Well, he said this. He said that. Actions speak louder than words. And I keep saying that. And you look at what he did for black people. But that's a story for a different day. Let's go back to Devin Archer, Hunter Biden's business partner. Now, how did Hunter Biden meet Devin Archer? Well, he met Devin Archer when he was going to Yale in Yale Law School. Yep, believe it or not, Hunter Biden did go to law school, and he passed. Not to say that that says a whole lot, because, you know, influence, influence peddling, as they've been saying he was trying to do, influence peddling. Maybe that's how he passed. But he met him. Hunter Biden met Devin Archer, his business partner, when he was in Yale, and he met him through... John Kerry, a former senator and former presidential candidate, was running for the president through his stepson, Christopher Hines. Hines of the Hines ketchup magnet, uh, huge conglomerate. Well, they, they introduced each other. And they decided to create a business of some type of hedge fund. Let me look at my notes here. And it was called something uh, Seneca. So the three of these men, Christopher Hines, Hunter Biden, and Devin Archer, they created this fund called Rosemont Seneca Partners. And it was supposed to be used to do business with Ukraine and with China. And this is what, what's his name, testified, uh, Devin Archer, whom the Democrats don't like. The Democrats were hoping that this guy would go away because if you recall, the Sunday before he was to testify, the Department of Justice under Meritless Garland contacted him and said, we want you to report to prison because they were trying to keep him from going before the House Oversight Committee to testify what he knew about Hunter Biden, to testify that Joe Biden was, in fact, the big guy, which is the same thing that Tony Bobolinsky said back in 2020 when the media colluded with big tech to say that the Hunter Biden laptop was Russia disinformation. We've since found out that it's not Russia disinformation, that it is the actual truth. So if that's not Russia disinformation, and the Democrats kept saying that Trump colluded with Russia, they were in essence lying. They were uh, 
in a way obstructing voters from knowing the truth. They were committing fraud. So why didn't Jack Smith bring charges against them? <laughs> I'm just asking, why did he bring charges against them? He brought charges against Trump, just, just indicted Trump. We saw this take place today, indicted him and said that he tried to commit fraud, tried to keep people from voting with misinformation, whereas the Democrats actually did that. And we know that thanks to John Durham. So is anyone going to be arrested? I, I doubt it seriously because they, they're still trying to keep Hunter Biden out of jail. Going back to Devin Archer, I hope you guys are keeping up with this. I mean, because this, this is just amazing. As we said earlier this week, this could actually be a movie. All these different parts, moving parts, but you can connect them all together. But it is the left, the Democrats, and the liberal media that wants to keep all this hidden from you. Going back to the story, Devin Archer testified before the House Oversight Committee. So he testified that, yeah, this is how they met through John Kerry's stepson, Christopher Hines. They created Rosemont Seneca Partners, I think is in 2009. And it was used to, I, I, I think it was, uh, let me see, to do business dealings with Ukraine and China. Later on, Hunter Biden was presented to be a board member on Burisma, a gas company, in 2014. So he joined the gas company. Christopher Hines at the point saw this and said, wait a minute, this doesn't look good because there are a lot of bad actors that are part of Burisma. So I'm going to step aside. He stepped aside, but Devin Archer and Hunter Biden stayed on the board. And we also know that the, uh, the owner of Burisma had said that he put Hunter on the board so that he would have access to Joe. And he also said that Hunter, his dog was smarter than Hunter Biden. <laughs> and we talked about that in one of our other shows. But moving on along, uh, Rosemont Seneca Partners. So what's the guy's name? Christopher stepped out, said, I don't want to be a part of this deal because it looks kind of shady, which is really interesting considering that his stepfather is like a peddler of all things corruption flying all overseas with these private jets, but he's telling us, oh, global warming, global warming. And people believe it. But hey, this is a Democrat. They sell you a bunch of lies and people will believe it. Going back to our story, Devin Archer, who was testifying. So Devin Archer went, testified behind closed doors. And as I said earlier, they were coming out. Dan Goldman, who's who works for the Democrats, yes, I said work for the Democrats, comes out and he starts spinning a lie saying, oh, well, this guy said nothing. Devin Archer said nothing. He just said that uh, Joe Biden actually did come in and he saw them. He just said, hi, how are you? I'm Joe Biden, Hunter Biden's dad, and I'm just, I just want to know about the weather. So now it seems that Joe Biden has become the weatherman because he's only asking about the weather during his son's business meeting. Now, I don't know about you, but how many of you have taken your parents to work and then introduced them to your boss and everyone else? Now, maybe when you're like a teenager, you might do it, if then. But if I seem to remember, a lot of teenagers want to keep their parents at arm's length because it's like, you might embarrass me. But here you have Hunter Biden telling his dad, oh, say hello to my business partners and let them know that you are the best, the vice president. Really? Uh, I don't I don't buy that. Dan, I'm sorry you don't buy it. And if you guys saw the video, he came out talking about this and he was sweating profusively because he didn't even believe the lie that he was saying. 
But he was hoping, and he was hoping correctly, that the media would pick it up and broadcast it to their many liberal viewers so they could say, oh, there's nothing there. Dan came out and said Joe was just asking about the weather. No, Joe was asking more than about the weather. Okay, and then Dan said that Hunter was only selling an illusion of influence. Well, so there you go with fraud. He was committing fraud to investors, making them think that Joe is my dad and he can do things for us, but in actuality, he can't. Don't you believe it? It's a bunch of crock. They knew exactly what they were doing. Joe came in, introduced himself, and that's all they needed. That's all the CEO of Burisma needed because he knew then, hey, the deal is done. We will have access to the vice president. They will probably make laws that will favor us, policies rather, not laws, but policies that will favor us. And you also got to admit, I mean, remember that during this time frame, Joe Biden was the VP of the United States, who was the president, Barack Obama. Talk about influence peddling. Talk about pay to play. Talk about corruption. You have it all right here in a nutshell. Just that quick, I summed it up for you. But the Democrats want you to think, no. Joe just called in and said that, hi, I'm Hunter Biden's dad. I'm the weatherman. We're up against a hard commercial break. Stay tuned for more on the other side of After Dark with Rob and Andrew on the America Outlaw platform. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top and shoot it down, or mix it in water. Boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. The Wellness Company's chief medical board designed every supplement and medical protocol with your health in mind. From groundbreaking supplements like the Spike Support Formula to unique care like Freedom from Big Pharma. Join a healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interest of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be, with a company that shares your values. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. So we are back with the After Dark with Robin Andrew, and I failed to mention that 
Andrew cannot be with us tonight, so I am going solo. But never fear, I will break all of this down for you as I have done before, talking about Joe Biden. Hi, I'm Joe Biden. I'm Hunter Biden's dad, and I'm the weatherman. Now, that's what the Democrats want you to believe, that when Joe was meeting all these business partners of Hunter, he was just doing it just as a weatherman. He was just asking about the weather, you know, like, how are your kids? And that's it. Nothing else. But interestingly enough, Devin Archer, who testified earlier this week, behind closed doors, as I said, I don't know why he's behind closed doors, to the House Oversight Committee, he also gave an interview with Tucker Carlson. And in the interview, he said that Joe Biden reached out to him with a thank you note that was on an official vice president notepad thanking him, a memo pad, thanking him for working with Hunter Biden. Now, what the heck is that about? Because Dan Goldman just told us when he came out of the hearing that the only thing Joe did was just ask about the weather. Now this guy is producing a note card that Joe Biden wrote thanking him for working with his son, Hunter Biden. None of this makes any sense. Well, what the Democrats, the way the Democrats and the media are trying to spin it doesn't make any sense because they want you to believe, oh, oh, you know, Joe, he and Hunter, they're really close and they had just lost his son, Bo. And so they were just keeping in contact with each other. Folks, I'm sorry, don't buy that. Hunter Biden is a grown ass man. Incompetent, albeit. A drug addict. And have you guys noticed the metamorphosis or the, or the transformation of Hunter Biden? If you look at the laptop, which is now we know, not Russia disinformation, and the FBI has finally admitted this under Christopher Ray. And as I told you guys before, guess who else knew about this? Bill Barr. Bill Barr knew about the laptop. They all knew that it had been authenticated. They all knew that it was real. But they wanted the American public to believe that it wasn't. They were committing fraud against the American people, committing fraud to the voters so that the voters would vote for Joe Biden and not for Trump. Now, again, as I said at the top of the hour, is Jack Smith going to go after the FBI for committing fraud against the American people? Because you look at the charges that he has brought against Trump. Conspiracy charges. Conspiracy. That's another thing. Conspiracy. Anyone can come up with a conspiracy charge. They say, oh, you, you tried to commit conspiracy against this, against that, or against the, the, the votes. It makes no sense. But anybody can do it. And when I'm being, to I'm being told, and I'm not a, uh, an attorney, and I don't even play one on the show, but I have read a lot of attorney briefings, that the counts that this guy brought against Trump Count one, conspiracy to defraud the U.S. Well, that's what the FBI did when they said that the laptop was Russia disinformation. Conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding. Again, that's what the FBI did, the Democrats did, and the media did when they kept saying that the laptop was Russia disinformation. Because if the American people knew that it was real, they would not have voted for Joe Biden. Count three, obstruction of an attempt to obstruct of an official proceeding. Again, the voting. This is what they, the Democrats, did, along with Joe Biden. And the fourth count, conspiracy against rights. Now, he threw that in, and you're going to hear a lot of talk about that. 
because that has to do with the KKK, the Ku Klux Klan, which was founded by the Democrats in the South. They founded it to keep black people from voting. So he threw that in there to, again, deceive black people because he knew that black people are emotional. And if they throw that there, and if you have this black judge who's going to sit on the court and she's going to make certain that they know about this, oh, this is what they did. And more than likely, all the jurors will probably be black because D.C. is predominantly black. The fix is in <laughs> with this particular indictment. Because for one, if it goes through, they're trying to stop free speech because they're trying to say, well, Trump knew he wasn't the winner. He knew that he had lost the election. No, he didn't. He keeps talking about it during all of his rallies. He says the same thing. And if you're going to indict him for that, are you going to indict Hillary Clinton? Are you going to indict Joe Biden? Are you going to indict the entire Democrat apparatus because they keep saying that Trump stole the election, that he's an, he was an illegitimate president? Even Jamie Raskin, who's coming out saying, oh, well, they tried to stop the proceedings. They tried to get Mike Pence to change, to not certify the votes. Well, uh, Jamie Raskin, I'm sorry. But when Trump was elected and they were having, having the votes, you stood up on the House floor and tried to get Joe Biden to send to not to certify votes. Yes, Jamie Raskin. We have the video. I have played it on After Dark dozens of times. Go back and look at the files. That Jamie Raskin, the Jamie Raskin who was one of the impeachment managers. So is Jack Smith going to go and, you know, arrest him? Stacey Abrams. She still thinks that she's the governor of Florida. You see, it's rules for thee, not for me. We can say what we want to say, but you can't. They want to stifle your free speech. They want to shut it down, but they want to keep their lies going. <laughs> Hi, I'm Joe Biden. I'm just the weatherman, and we're supposed to believe it. So I'm tying all this in together, just trying to show you the corruption that exists on the left. And what's really interesting, I got to say to the listeners, is how Republicans, they see this, and they refuse, it seems, to stand up and push back. I know that a lot of conservative media, they, they seem to be afraid to push back. They seem to be afraid to call it out. But I'm not going to be afraid to call it out. I'm going to call all this out because I love this country. The country is not perfect. But I love this country. I have been to other countries. I have friends in other countries. And they all want to come to America. Why do you think that we have people at the border trying to come here? Because they know, hey, if I can just get to America and become an American citizen, the opportunities are limitless. Even if I can't become an American citizen, the Democrats will take care of us. They'll forego their own citizens just for us. Look at what they're doing to black people. Now black people are standing up and saying, oh, there are too many immigrants, too many illegals, not immigrants, illegals in our neighborhood. But before then, you were saying, let them come. And then you were making these references that look at how you guys took us from our homeland. Black people, wake up. You have not been to Africa in thousands of years. You're not even an African-American. Barack Obama is because his dad is African. You guys are more Americans than these, some of these white liberals. If you were just to wake up. And someone told me that it was Jesse Jackson's fault, the reason why black people called themselves African-American. And I think this started in the 1988, 86 or something. 
It's like, why are we constantly letting them redefine us? Do you say European Americans? No, unless they came directly from Europe within the past couple of decades or so. Other than that, you just say they're white or they're Americans. Black people keep denying their birthright for some silly identity politics that the Democrats have created. And we need to go beyond it. Because it really doesn't make a whole lot of sense. We are Americans, plain and simple. Stop trying to have a label because it gets you nowhere. Nowhere at all. Meanwhile, Hunter Biden and his dad, hi, I'm Hunter Biden. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, hi, I'm Joe Biden, Hunter Biden's dad, the weatherman. I'm just asking about the weather. Never mind the fact that the owner of Burisma said that he paid Joe Biden and Hunter Biden $5 million each. Why did he pay them $5 million? And why is it that one of the mayors of Russia's wife gave Hunter Biden, I think, a million dollars, and then Joe Biden removed her from the sanctions list? All this stuff is going on right before our very eyes, and no one is saying anything about it because the media won't report on it. Because they're making certain that Hunter Biden has that white privilege that's not afforded to black men. They throw black men in jail. Black men don't get to put together these elaborate plea deals. They throw them out. Why is that? Look at what look at Wesley Snipes thrown in jail for tax evasion. Remember the late uh, comedian Red Fox? They went after him for tax evasion. But Hunter Biden, oh, we can't touch him because he has white privilege. He's a Democrat. Really? <laughs> Go figure. Going back to Devin Archer. Devin Archer, Hunter Biden's business partner, who, by the way, was charged with trying to defraud, I think, some Indian, an Indian reservation. He had some deal going on there. And they decided to go after him. And then he reached out to Hunter and say, hey, man, are you going to allow this to happen to me? Can you help me out here? And apparently Hunter uh, turned his back on him and said, I can't do any, I can't do much for you. Now, in Hunter Biden's book, he did say that that this guy, Devin Archer, was a really nice man, very charming and, you know, his own way. But they're now trying to put the squeeze on him or they put the squeeze on him and uh, they're going to throw him in jail. Or I was trying to look and see if I could find what he did for two felonies. Right. Here it is. Archer was convicted in 2018 of two felonies in connection with the conspiracy to defraud a Native American tribe and other investment advisor advisory clients by deceiving them into issuing faulty bonds. Archer was sentenced in 2022 to a year and a day in prison. But his punishment has been repeatedly delayed as he sought to appeal the conviction. Now, I'm sure that Joe Biden's Department of Justice or probably dangling a carrot over him to say, if you don't say anything about us, you won't have to go to jail. Because that's just how they roll. They're not happy that he went and testified before the House Oversight Committee. No, I don't know if they're going to get Tony Bobulinski to testify, because he also he said that the F, he had reached out to the FBI and sounded the alarms about Joe Biden and Hunter and their shady business dealings, but the FBI didn't seem to care. And again, I present to you that the this is the FBI that was under Bill Barr and now Christopher Wray. And we now know that Bill Barr has since been quiet about everything, but Christopher Wray, 
he's trying to say that, oh, there's nothing to see here, or there's still an active investigation. Okay, let me let me understand. There's an active investigation. An investigation has been going on about Hunter Biden for almost five years. They even let some of the charges expire, statute of limitation. They ran out. You can't bring them back up. That was deliberately done by Joe Biden, who's, hi, I'm Joe Biden, Hunter Biden's dad, the weatherman. Deliberately allowed those charges to run out. Merrick Garland knew what was happening, or Meritless Garland, as former President Trump would say. They knew what was happening. But they purposefully let this let the statute of limitation run out so they could say, oops, our bad, we can't charge him. But then we heard the other day that Jack Smith said that he wants expeditiously try Trump. Now, why are you in such a rush to try Trump? Oh, we want to try him so we can find him guilty, throw him in jail, and he can't run for the presidency. That's what this is about. We have two tiers of justice. We have two cases going side by side. One man is completely innocent. You might not like the way he's what he says. You might not like, like the way he is, but he's innocent. Whereas the other man, there's a lot of shady dealings going on there, and people have been convicted and sent to jail for some of the things that they've done. But this is the Democrats. And when you're a Democrat, you get to come out and spin stories and say, oh, well, the only thing that the Joe Biden did with his son was just to say hello and check on the weather. And then the media runs with it and say, oh, there's no big deal here. That's all they did. Whereas with Trump, they lied. They said that he met with Putin, that Putin put him into office. And we know now that never happened. Why isn't Jack Smith chasing that? Why isn't the Department of Justice chasing that? Why won't they chase it? And then when you have Republicans like Mike Pence to come out and say, oh, you know, no one is above the law. And Jack Smith, he's going to follow the law. And this is what happens. And if you're found guilty, you shouldn't even be allowed to uh, serve or serve an office and come near the office of the presidency. Really, Mike Pence. Mike Pence, who told us right before the election was certified. That we all know that there was something that went on with the votes and that we were going to have our day. So what exactly were you talking about? So if he's thinking about flipping on Trump now when they go to trial and say, oh, well, Trump told me that he knew that he lost the election. Well, if that's the case, why did you the night before stand before voters and say, we know that there were some malfeasances that took place and we will be heard. We will have our day. And I find it interesting that most media outlets aren't going back to that and saying, but Mike Pence said this. Instead, they're trying to clean it up, and I guess they're going to say, oh, well, Mike Pence, he was just asking about the weather. See, these are things that we cannot forget. This is a reason why on After Dark with Ryan and Andrew, we're going to bring this out to you over and over again, because many on the media, they either have forgotten about it or they don't want to talk about it. But we're not going to forget about it. We're not going to forget about the note that Joe Biden sent to Devin Archer thanking him for working with Hassan, although Joe Biden has said that I've never met with any of my son's business partners. But now they're trying to say that he never that he only spoke with them. See, this doesn't make a whole lot of sense. They keep changing the story and the media with all the resources that they have won't connect the dots. They won't put it out there for you. And in the Constitution, they they have 
or they acknowledge them and say they're supposed to keep our elected officials honest, but they're not doing it. It's up to people like me on After Dark with Robin Andrew to present the facts so that you will know what's happening. You will understand what they're doing. And what they're doing is they're trying to deceive you into thinking that everything is okay. That nothing that Hunter Biden has done is illegal. That he's a smart man. As Joe Biden once said, he's the smartest man that I know. This guy that they've repackaged, and I started talking about this during the first half of the show, they've repackaged him because if you look at that laptop and you look at some of the pictures, his teeth are all jacked up. His skin is horrible. He looks like an addict. But thanks to white privilege and money, the money that he probably got from these investments from these corrupt countries like Ukraine and China, he was able to buy veneers for his mouth. He was able to go out and get all these expensive makeovers to make him look like a reputable person. But we know that he's not reputable. And then there's another line of question, another line of defense. People are saying, well, this is Joe's only son. He lost one son. So, of course, he wants to hold on to the son because that's all he has. That's for the next generation. Well, black men, have, a lot of black families fought the same thing about their sons and daughters. But yet and still, the repressive laws that Joe Biden sponsored when he was a senator put them in jail. Voted to put them in jail. So I don't want to hear anything about, well, he loves his son. He's trying to do this because we have sons and daughters also that we love. But we have to see them go up the river when they commit a crime. So why is it the same thing happening to Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, other than the fact that he has white privilege. You're listening to After Dark with Robin Andrew on the America Out Loud platform. We're up against a commercial break. Go away, come back, and I would encourage you to share this when this comes out on the podcast to some of your friends and family. We'll be right back after this commercial break. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought. AmericaOutloud.news, delivering a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. Join us in the fight for liberty and justice for all. America Out Loud Talk Radio. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix RX. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix RX is already famous for a powerful virus hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. And we're back with After Dark Robin Andrew for the last half of the show, which is titled, aptly titled, Hi, I'm Joe Biden. 
Hunter Biden's dad. I'm the weatherman. Yeah, right. They were selling influence. You were selling your ass to make money. But I got to say, you got a lot of money for it. $5 million in some cases. Hunter Biden got like diamonds. China's giving them money. The same China that Joe Biden said, oh, we'll eat their lunch. Well, they're eating our lunch, Joe. And he's okay with it. And maybe that's the reason why, as I raise in one of our other shows, why are we giving money to Ukraine? What exactly are they holding over Joe Biden? We'll find out soon enough because we're now told that the owner of Burisma, I think his name is Mikolo Slavosky, apparently has tapes with Joe Biden on it talking about business deals. And this is during his time in the White House under Barack Obama. And I got to say, I do believe that Hunter Biden, not Hunter Biden, but Barack Obama knew what was happening. I do believe that he knew that Joe Biden was selling influence. Or as Dan Goldman likes to say, Hunter Biden was only – he was influence peddling. It, he didn't really – he wasn't really doing it. He was making you guys think that he didn't have any connections. Yeah, give me a break. He had all the connections in the world, and I do believe that Barack Obama was probably in on it, but he decided to turn a blind eye. Like, I'm going to look the other way. I'm not going to say anything. Joe, just be careful because I'm told from my readings – well, not told, but from my readings, apparently members of the Obama White House went to Obama and said, look, this doesn't look good, what Joe is doing with his son. And whenever he goes to China, he's taking his son because remember – Obama told Joe to look after Ukraine and China, work on that relationship. So this just opened up the door for influence peddling, pay to play, all this money, and to give it to the failing, the black sheep of the family, Hunter Biden. Because the other son, Bo, I think he was the attorney general for Delaware, the state of Delaware. You know, in Delaware, Joe is like a hero in, in most circles. He's a hero. Small town boy, made it big although he says he's from Scranton, Pennsylvania, but he's a hero. So, you know, they benefited a lot from having Joe as a senator and then as a VP. But the American people, we got ripped. We got ripped off. Look at all of the coal mines that Joe has shut down in Pennsylvania. And they're telling us that they voted for him. They shut it down in Pennsylvania. Meanwhile, Hunter Biden is doing business deals, gas deals, with Burisma in Ukraine and with China. While your family is suffering. Your family husband doesn't have a job. But yet and still, you guys are going to vote for this guy. We got to get the truth out there. You're going to vote for this guy because you're told that he's not corrupt and he's going to restore peace and he's going to restore accountability to the White House. Joe has done nothing but that. He has not done that at all. Okay? He has not restored what he claims he was going to restore, accountability. He hasn't done it. Unity, he hasn't done it. The country's more divided. People are fighting each other. We're back to the North and the South. And I want to say one thing. I'm talking about Hunter Biden and Joe, the weatherman, and how they're claiming that he never spoke with any of uh, Hunter's business partners, although we know that he did, thanks to Devin Archer and Tony Bobulinski. But what, what I want to point out here is that with this indictment, you know, you got a lot of folks on the left that are saying that, oh, this is worse than what happened on Jan 6 was worse than 9-11. It was worse than 
uh, Pearl Harbor. It was worse than the World War. It was worse than the Civil, the Civil War. These people are fools. They're idiots. They want you to think that. Because you remember when Joe Biden got into office, they didn't even want to recognize 9-11. They wanted to just like, oh, it didn't exist. And they still think that. But they want you to think that Jan 6 was worse than 9-11, an event that they don't even want to recognize because they just want to say, oh, it didn't exist because we don't want to say that the Muslims, that we have radical Muslims. What in actuality we do. But they want to pretend as if though it doesn't exist. When they want to talk about it. Again, when they want to talk about it, it does. When they don't, it doesn't. So now they want to talk about it and they want to say, oh, Jan 6 was worse than 9-11. No, what was worse than 9-11, worse than the rise of uh, the rise of Watts, or the rise that took place during 2020, when you had people burning down cities, burning down police stations, state and federal buildings. You had people that were being killed. That was worse than anything. You even had a mob trying to go in and attack the White House. And the media was laughing about it, saying, oh, they have to rush Trump to the bonkers because he was scared. Really? When you had these rioters trying to go and attack the White House. But Jan 6 was worse. It was the worst thing ever. And now you have this judge, Tanya Chontkin, who's like the Grand Reaper, who wants to pronounce judgment on everyone. Because, oh, they were trying to destroy our justice. And I tell you, I will tell you again, a lot of these people before this happened, they could have cared less about the White House. They're the same ones who, I would say about a year from now, they'll say, let's take down the name White House and let's name it the Black House. They don't care about institutions. They don't care about anything. Remember how they were tearing down the statues saying, oh, we don't want this. Remind us of white regime and it's so oppressive. Now all that wants the White House is a sacred place. And they've got to punish those who are trying to tear it down. Don't believe it. Wake up. It's a ruse. They want you to think that they could care less about it. They don't care about the White House. They don't care about the Capitol. They, they would burn it all down. If they could have burned it all down during those riots, they would have done it and wouldn't have thought anything about it. Look at everything else they burned down. They don't care, but they want you to think they do. Don't believe them. Going back to the weatherman, Joe Biden and Devin Archer. Remember that letter, that, that little memo that he sent Devin Archer saying, thank you for working with my son. And folks, let's just go back. Remember the whistleblowers, Gary Sh Shapley and Joe Ziegler. They even testify before Congress that the Department of Justice did not want them to investigate Hunter Biden or Joe Biden. You have this guy, David Weiss, who was supposed to be investigating the Hunter Biden shenanigans in Delaware. He didn't do it. He just signed a piece of paper and said, OK, that's it. And then his uh, co-conspirator, I call her his co-conspirator. What was her name? I'm looking for a name right now. Uh, she even gave uh, Hunter Biden, Leslie Wolf, the assistant attorney, U.S. attorney in Delaware, gave Hunter Biden's lawyers a heads up that the FBI might be coming or the IRS might be coming to raid the compound. You can't make this stuff up. And then we, they want us to believe that, oh, there's no equal, there's no two-tier justice. Everybody's treated the same. No, they're not. When you're Biden, you're white, you're male, you get white privilege. You get Democrat privilege. Don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. And I keep bringing up the parallels between black men and Hunter Biden because it's true. If Hunter Biden were a black man 
and his name wasn't Biden, he would be in jail right now. And his family would be in poverty because the chief breadwinner would be in jail. And they wouldn't care about it. But you know what they would do? They would say, oh, keep voting for us and we're going to make it better. Whereas when Trump got into office and he did the second chance, the second chance act, which Ron DeSantis wants to turn the clock back on. Why? There are black people who are in jail with these long sentences that shouldn't be there. Now, granted, if they put the people in jail from uh, the riots of 2020, they should be in jail, but they're not because Kamala Harris helped them get out. And they're out committing, committing destruction. We learned the other day that New York City wants to give them, I think, $13 million, which is equals to, I think, like almost $9,000 a piece because they felt that the police held them in jail or did something to them they, they shouldn't have done. And here you have New York City crying, oh, we don't have enough place to put the, uh, the illegals that are coming here across the border. Our budget is bushing at the seams, but you're going to give these rioters money. Got to stop voting for Democrats, folks. I'm sorry. You got to stop voting for them. You keep voting for them. This is what you will get white privilege, and then black people think that they're getting something, but they're not. They're only using you for your vote, plain and simple. They want you to vote for them, then they turn your back on you. As I opened up the show asking, what has Obama did? Well, what did Obama do for any black person when he was in office? Did he curb the crime in Chicago? No. Did he curb it in any of our big cities? No. He made it worse. Meanwhile, he and Michelle are selling off on the French Riviera. They're going here and there, and black people are still in poverty. And they still want you to vote for them. Really? You better wake up. We better wake up fast because we're not the largest minority anymore. It's the Hispanic community. So do you actually think they need you? They're replacing you with these illegals, but you don't see it. And you're still jumping on the bandwagon that Trump is a racist. And if you want to ask him, how is he a racist? What did he say? Well, he said that some of the people in South Carolina, when they were there, they were good people. No, he didn't say that. He said some people, like the woman who lost her life. But the media got it all twisted up. They got you thinking this. So when I hear black people talk about Trump with this such hate, I'm like, where is the hate coming from? What did he personally do to you besides help some of your brothers, husbands, uncles, and sons get out of jail early? They never talk about that. Lord uh, unemployment, they never talk about that. The Second Chance Act, never talk about it. Lowest black people were graduate now being able to move up to the middle class. He was trying to keep jobs here where you have these white woke companies moving jobs overseas to India. Never talked about that. And to China. Guys, never talk about that, that he wants to stop that. He wants your communities to grow. But the Democrats say, oh, no, don't vote for him. Vote for us because we're going to sing Kumbaya. Now, since Biden has been in office, what has he done for black people that was significant? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. But he's done a whole lot for, for the trans community, just like Barack Obama did a whole lot for the gay community. He's, Biden has done a whole lot for those illegals, giving them money, got, giving them in, put them in five-star hotels, black people still in poverty. What the heck is happening? Where are the jobs? Is he trying to stop jobs from going over there? What is he doing with the school system? Is he trying to do anything with the school system? No, absolutely not. But meanwhile, he and his family, they're getting money from Burisma, from China, from Ukraine, all while they're trying to stop Trump from making America America great again so that he can help you. Oh, I forgot something else that Biden has done for black people. He's told them that the white boogeyman is after them and that white supremacy. And if you tell black people about white supremacy, oh, they get all emotional and they will stop and they will listen. But I will say to you again, what has Barack Obama done for you besides giving you the bragging rights to say that he was the first black president? What did Michelle Obama do for you? Besides tell you that she too had mental problems, she had problems in her marriage. whoop de do? Who cares, Michelle? But black people, they can connect to that. That does nothing for your bottom line. It does nothing to try to help you to get from one level to the next. 
but you're all marching line trying to protect Hunter Biden, who doesn't give a rat's ass about you. Hunter Biden's using the N-word and every other word, but you guys are okay with it because he's Joe's son. Really? Have you seen the emails with him calling people, oh, yeah, you're my N. He, he actually said the word, you're my nigger. Now, I can say it. I said it. And black people are okay with it. But then they want to say Trump is a racist. Hunter Biden gets all this white privilege. He gets to carry guns, although he's a uh, convicted felon. He sleeps around with prostitutes. Black men get thrown in jail. And no one wants to say anything about it. Just keep voting for the Bidens. Oh, they're great. Has Bill, has Jill Biden come into any of your communities to break bread with you? No. Do you ever see Jill Biden with a black woman? No. Oh, no. Why is that? Is there anyone on her staff who's black? Probably not. But you wanted to attack Melania because you didn't see your, we don't see a black woman. Why not hold Jill up against the same standards? No one ever thought about that. But meanwhile, their son, who's a complete derelict, Influence peddling, making money, money that some black people will never be able to make because if they try to do the same thing that he's doing, they get thrown in jail. But oh, but Hunter Biden, oh, let's leave him alone. Let him do it because he's the first son. He's 53 years old and Joe loves him. You know, you know, Joe, Joe, Hunter Biden's dad, the weatherman who's only asking about the weather when he's talking to all these foreign bad actors. That Joe Biden, that Hunter Biden. 53 years old, like 53-year-old man who didn't want to acknowledge his daughter. And then they talk about black men not wanting to acknowledge their kids, but they were singing his praises. Different standards, but they still want the black vote. And you guys will give it to him. I don't understand it. I just don't understand it. You will sit there and you'll sing the praises. They're, oh, look at what they're doing to Trump. They're going to bring him down. But he has done nothing but help you, whereas Joe Biden, has, the only thing he's done is help his son. <laughs> and when his son does something wrong, he says, oh, but that's his son. But if your son does something wrong, they say, oh, you got to do tough love. But they don't say tough love for Hunter Biden, who's 53 years old, who's a derelict. But he's making millions of dollars, and he's living in the White House rent-free. He goes to court on a, a, a sweetheart deal. And they try to force something over a judge so that he'll never be prosecuted again, but they're going to prosecute your sons and daughters over and over and over and over again. But there's nothing wrong with that. You're okay with that. Got to wake up, folks. You got to wake up. If you had a son and he had a friend like uh, Mr. Archer, Devin Archer, do you actually think they wouldn't put you, your son and his friend in jail? They couldn't get them in jail quick enough. But then Hunter Biden wants to come out with all this, oh, well, we're going to do this for black people. We're going to, you're going to do what? We're going to put up a statue for Emmett Till. Okay, I, I think that's very admirable. I like that. But what are you doing for black people that's significant? Okay, what are you doing to try to keep black families together? Black education. Your son had an education from Yale. The only thing you're going to tell black people is that we're going to try to pay your, lo your loans off. But what about those black kids that are at home every night inhaling marijuana? Because you guys want to say that it's legal and it's okay. What are you going to do about that? Hunter Biden gets to live in the White House, rent-free. There are black kids right now in Chicago sleeping, afraid of the bullets that are being shot. Someone is going to get killed. But you can't do anything about that. You or 
Barack Obama, but you always want to talk about, oh, let's confiscate the guns. Well, I didn't see you wanted to confiscate the gun from Hunter Biden, your son. Why didn't you confiscate his gun? And then when he was found to have a gun, then you try to keep him out of jail with some sweetheart deal. You didn't do that for black people. What's going on here? But yet still, you want black people to think that, oh, well, we love you. Vote for us. We're going to overcome. Yeah, but how long have we been overcoming for the past 60 years and we still got nowhere? Then you're going to let these illegals come in and tear up our communities? And meanwhile, Hunter Biden, he's going to court on a sweetheart deal. He's going to get out, but he's still making money. He's still living in the White House that we're paying with our taxpayer dollars. That he drives up at the courthouse in a eight-car, uh, what do you call it? Uh, eight-car team or whatever. It's like, are you serious? But black people just keep voting for us. Folks, we're all out of time. But I hope you enjoyed the show, the show tonight. I covered a lot. Mainly this Devin Archer deal. And hello, I'm Joe Biden, Hunter Biden's dad. I'm the weatherman. And that's all I'm doing. I'm not influence peddling. I'm not doing anything that I shouldn't be doing. Although we know that he is. That's all for the show. As my friend Andrew would always say, stand for something and fall for nothing. We hope you tune in again tomorrow night. We'll have a new show. And like I said, I'm going to break down this entire indictment deal. Stay tuned. God bless. Be safe. Good night.